0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Do you understand yourself before God? We need to have a proper, a spiritual understanding of who we are. And we need to understand our spiritual situation before coming to faith in that gospel message prior to becoming a new creation in messiah and after receiving the truth of god taking hold by faith of that gospel being that new creation in messiah we need to understand who we are spiritually before god and a great assistance in answering those questions is this what god did to the jewish people in egypt and i'm speaking about how he brought them out of slavery, the bondage of slavery, the order that took place. And what I'm referring to is this. You see, first, God redeemed the people. We see that pattern in the book of Exodus. They were redeemed by the blood of the lamb. They came out of bondage in Egypt. And it was only after being redeemed by that blood Then and only then did God give them his instructions, his commandments, his law. And we see a principle, a pattern, and that is first comes redemption. And then only after being redeemed can a person have the opportunity to obey God. Redemption first, and redemption leads to obedience. So let me ask you another question, and that is this. Do you want to obey God, to take his word and apply it to your life and bear much fruit? If you have been saved by God's grace, you have received the gospel, you have taken hold by faith of the blood of Messiah to become that new creation, to be fully and eternally redeemed. Such a person will want to serve God and obey his word. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter seven. The book of Romans and chapter seven. Now, the last verse that we looked at last week was verse 14, and there Paul tells us something. He's writing, being fully inspired by the Holy Spirit, his words, in fact, all the words of scripture are perfectly written down by means of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God, the Bible, is truth. We can trust it. And what the Word of God says is this. The law is spiritual. Now, we need to hear that that's what Scripture says. Romans 7, verse 14. The law is spiritual. Spiritually given to us from God as His truth. What's the problem? The problem is not the law. Paul says the law is holy, it is righteous, and it is good. So what's the problem? You and me. Because we are by nature. We were conceived in sin and we have that sinful nature. Now remember that. We have a sinful nature and that sinful nature causes us to rebel against the things of god and it's remembering this truth first comes redemption then god's instructions we are inherently sinful by nature and we have that rebellious spirit remember that as we begin our first verse for our study today from romans chapter 7 and verse 15 notice what paul is writing now to understand this we need to remember he's writing about his previous condition before coming to faith he's reminding us of what we were prior to receiving god's grace look at verse 15 we read for what i work out now this verb means to work and to produce something it speaks about working and that there's an outcome there's a result so we'll just translate it to work out or to do verse 15 for what i do he says i do not know now there's a inconsistency with paul here because he says what i do i do not know there's something that is not right this is what he's revealing to us and what is that well he says for what i do not want this i practice so here's the thing that doesn't uh, go well together paul says what i want to do i don't do this i practice something else so that there's a disconnect between what Paul wants to do and what, in actuality, he performs. So he says, for what I want to do, he says, this I do not practice, but what I hate, this I do. So what he intends to do, what he wants to do, he doesn't do. He does something different, and what is that? He says, what I hate, this I do. So there's an inability in Paul's life, and again, we're talking about him prior to receiving the truth, being redeemed, becoming that new creation. He is writing about his history, where he was in conflict within, because what he desired to do, he could not carry it out. Now, move on to verse 16. He says, But if what I do not want, this I do. So he says, If what I want to do, he says, What I don't want to do, this I do. He says, I agree with with the law that it's good. So we're told something here. If you put it together, this is what the scripture tells us. Paul wants to do something what is that he agrees that the law of God is good this is what he wants to do Paul even prior to coming to salvation Paul having known the revelation of God being a Jewish individual being taught having studied much of his life the law the commandments of God his desire was to do it but when he examined himself he found that he was not doing it this is this conflict this is this tension within him i agree the law of god is good the problem is i'm not doing it look now to verse 17. he says but now it's no longer i who work this out but that which dwells in me and what is that he tells us sin so it's not paul doing it but rather it's the sin that's within him now he's leading us up to a right conclusion and that is he needed a change in his life why because sin was ruling over him he could desire to do good he wanted to do good he agreed that the law of god was good this is the second time that he proclaimed this that the law is good and the implication is it's the right thing to do he wants to do the right thing but he's not able to do so and now he's revealed to us what the problem is and that is sin that dwells within him and within each human being Paul's not unique he's not experiencing some phenomena that's just his he's telling us what every human being encounters and that is that sin rules over our life not the the desires that stem from the conscience stems from when we read God instructions we say yes this is good I want to do that the problem is most of the time we do not verse 18 For I know that does not dwell in me this, meaning in my flesh. What doesn't dwell in his flesh? Good. Now, this is something that that you need and I need to realize, that in our flesh, good does not dwell. Why is that? We just learn because sin dwells within us. And sin in our natural state, how we are born into this world, every human being, Jew and Gentile, makes no difference. Sin dwells in us. And therefore, it is sin working its purposes out. And that sin dominates our will. That it gets the the upper hand on us. And instead of living a, a life in obedience to God, we obey sin this is what he's saying and he's speaking about in his flesh good does not dwell middle of verse 18 he says for to will in order to will something he says this is within me i have the capacity to desire something to say this is what i want this is my will but the problem is but He says, the working out of good, it says in the Texas Receptus, some Bibles leave these words out, he says, I do not find. But the implication is this, he says, I can will that which is proper. I have the capacity to desire what is right. But he says, to do what is right, he says, this I do not find in my life. I don't find myself consistently properly doing what is good. And what is good? The law of God, following God's instructions, being obedient to his word. So Paul desires that. This is the second or third time that he said that. But he does not have the capacity, he can't find the power in order to do what he desires to do. Verse 19 for not what I will. And what is he willing? That I do good. He says, I do not find what I will, that this is what I'm doing, that I'm doing good. But what I do not want, what doesn't he want? Well, the next word is the word evil. So Paul says, I want to do good, but what I find, what I'm experiencing, what I'm carrying out, is evil now understand what evil is we hear that and we think something just just intrinsically bad wicked but the word evil simply means that which is not god's will so what paul's saying is this i will that which is good i want to do good but i find myself not doing god's will but living in conflict, living in rebelliousness, being defiant to the will of God, that which is good. And when we don't do God's will, we are practicing evil. He says at the end of verse 19, he says, This, I practice what? Evil. He misses out on God's will. Verse 20, But if what I do not want, I do. He says, it's no longer I who's carrying it out, but once again, what's the culprit? What's the problem in this? He says at the end of verse 20, but the sin that dwells in me. So this is the second time that he's referred to the problem. Who is dominating his life and who it is? It is sin. Now, many people they don't want to acknowledge that humanity by nature how we entered into this world that way reveals that we were conceived in sin and we are born sinful that means we are in need of redemption it's not as though we came in perfectly fine spiritually and then maybe something messed us up along the way the Word of God doesn't say that. The Word of God says we were conceived in sin, and we were born into this world as sinful beings. Now, here's the foundation for this. You go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, when God created the world. He created it, the scripture says, empty and void. That phrase in Hebrew, tohu vavohu" means literally, not in a proper order it means something that is incorrect now why would god create the world in this need because it shows us that change we need from the very beginning our nature is we need to change we are not born correctly we need redemption so the world was born and what brought about a change to the word or to the world It was the Word God spoke, and the Spirit of God was present. It's the Word and the Spirit that brought things into order for creation. And it was only because of the Word, the Word of God, and the Spirit of God, these two brought a change where God looked at his creation now and said, Behold, everything is good, very good. And it's only when we apply the Spirit and His Word to our life that we can live in a way that God says that's very good. You only have access to the Spirit of God through faith in Messiah, through the gospel. It is the Spirit of God entering into a believer that is a testimony, the evidence that one has been redeemed. And remember, redemption comes first. Remember the children of Israel. They were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and then God gave instructions. And therefore, it's for the spiritual one. Remember what we said at the end of last week and at the beginning of today, that the law is spiritual. You can't obey God until first you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and this Lamb is Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. So let's go back to our text. Look, if you would, to verse 20 at the end. It says, the problem is sin that is dwelling in me, verse 21. Now Paul wants to make some conclusions. He says, I find, therefore, the law. And what law is he talking about? The law that, that is within me that I want to do good. He says, I find that there's a law. That, that I desire to do good. But, he says, the evil lies or is present within me. So he goes back to where we've already been. He says, there's a law. The law is, I desire to do good, but there's a problem. And this is the third time that he said it. There is evil. Now, notice what he says. The first two times he says sin dwells within me now he gets very specific that sin produces evil there is evil within me in my natural state how i was conceived and how i entered into this world born a human being i have a problem with evil sin dominates every human being this is the law that he's referring to now verse 22 Verse 22 tells us Paul's history, how he was brought up, what his thoughts were, and he says, "For: I delight to the law of God." Now we would say, "I delight in, but in Greek, this word implies, "I delight with." perhaps it would be a better way to translate this. "I delight with the law of God, according to notice what he says that inner man that that conscience that that part of a human being that god's uniquely places in that inner man he says i delight with the law of god now verse 23 but there is another law in my members now he's talking about his flesh when he says his members the members of his body he's talking about his carnal nature. He says, but I find another law in my members that war against, very important language, that war against the law of my mind. Now he says that inter-man, that inter-person within him that's related to his conscience that works in his mind, he says there's a war going on between that carnal, that fleshly, that sin that dwells within me, and this inner man, this conscience that God has equipped every human being with that says, I hear generally from God. It touches me when I encounter God's word. When God says, this should do, and this you should not do, that inner man agrees with God wants to obey God, but cannot carry it out. This is what Paul's saying. I want to do it, but this is what I do not want. This is what I produce. This is what I carry out. Therefore, he says, there's there's that other one that wars within me, wars against the law of my mind. And not only has it worn, but it says, and has taken me captive to the law of sin. So Paul says there's that evil sin that dwells within him naturally. And this wars against his desire to do good, to obey God. And that sin has, not just for Paul, but for all people, it has gotten the upper hand. It has taken us captive that's what paul says and he uses a very very important term being taken captive being in exile in other words he has taken captive me to the law of sin and he says being this law of sin being in my members mean meaning in his body now look at verse 24 he says here What a wretched man that I am. Now, this is where spirituality can begin. When someone is mature enough, based upon reading the will of God in his word, understanding God's expectations, that is what God commands us to do, and we realize, oh, what a wretched human being we are. We are defiant against God. We are rebellious. We choose sin, even though we may say, I want to do the right thing, and maybe we do. We lose the war the vast majority of time. We don't do good. This is not what we practice consistently, but we miss out on the will of God. We are defiant human beings. And therefore, he says, what a wretched man I am. And then we see the beauty of the law. See, the law reveals, I need change. I need help. Who is going to save me? Who's going to bring a change for me? I can't do it myself. And that's why it says, who will deliver me from, literally, out of this body of death? That's where we are. In our natural state, left to ourselves, rejecting the gospel, we reside in a body of death. And that death is going to visit us. And we're not just speaking about a physical death. He's talking about a spiritual consequence. He's talking about eternal death, which is eternally being separated from God cast out of God's presence into a place of punishment where the wrath of God, one will experience it eternally. They will be weeping and they will be gnashing their teeth because of the torment that they're experiencing. So Paul gets it right. He says, who will rescue, who will deliver me from this body of death? And now we see what He determines. He has determined, going back to that road in Damascus, he has determined to receive the gospel, to invite Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, into his life. And through that, there's a wonderful change. Look at our last verse, verse 25. He says, I give thanks to God. This is his current condition. When he writes this down, he says, I give thanks to God through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Who's the savior? Who redeems us? Who puts us in a position of victory whereby we can obey God? Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. He says, I give thanks to God through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Therefore, he tells us a principle. And this is how he concludes, this chapter, and it implies now we have a choice to make. See, prior to coming to faith, we really didn't have the power to do good. We were in bondage, just like the children of Egypt Egypt were, the children of Israel and Egypt were, to Pharaoh. They couldn't serve God. They had to serve Pharaoh, and they displayed sin in their life. They get in Egypt in a worse and worse position spiritually. It was only because of God's grace, his loving kindness, his promise of a covenant that God moved to redeem them. So he says, I give thanks to God through Messiah Yeshua our Lord. Therefore, I, he says, with my mind, serve the law of god with my mind i make that when i make that decision to obey that inner man that conscience which is now dominated by who the spirit of god he says then i serve the law of god but he says with the flesh what happens the law of sin so now we have a choice only believers who've experienced redemption we have the choice We now, through the Spirit of God, have the power, the resource, in order to say yes to God. When we listen to that inner man, that, that conscience which is now controlled by the Spirit of God, we will serve the law of God. But when we listen to the flesh, we will serve the law of sin. That's what Paul's saying. We have a choice to make, and only believers have that ability to choose rightly. And my hope and my prayer is this, that you choose wisely, choose to obey the Word of God. Well, I'll close with that until next week. May God bless you. Shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org